Hey guys, it's Carissa. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. If you guys are enjoying um, all these episodes, please subscribe to this channel and also leave me a review if you can. Tag me on Instagram with a screenshot. So today I speak with Catalina from Modern Photo Booth and she is a wealth of information. She turned her company into a seven-figure business in less than six years. And if you check her out, you're going to love her website. It's beautiful. And she employs 12 people. Crazy, right? Enjoy this episode. Welcome to Get a Heck Yes with Carissa Wu. I'm your host, Carissa, and I've been a Los Angeles wedding photographer for over a decade. I've traveled the world, built my team, and seen it all. I now coach wedding photographers hit 10K a month and build a thriving business. In this podcast, we are going to deep dive into how top wedding creatives get that heck yes from their dream clients. We are not holding back on the struggles of the business and how to push through the noise. Some healthy hustle, mindset shifts, up-leveling your money story, time hacks because I'm a mom of two, a little bit of woo-woo, and most importantly, self-love and confidence are just a few of the many things we will talk about. I want to give you a genuine thank you for following along my journey. I hope to inspire you every Wednesday so that you say heck yes to listening to this podcast. See you guys soon. I'm so excited to introduce you to Catalina Block. She is the founder of Modern Photo Booth Co. and she's from Canada. It's a leading photo booth company and she has grown her business from a side hustle to a company that now employs 12 full-time staff in three different locations in under six years. Hi, Catalina. Hello. Thank you so much. How are you doing? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Good. I've been stalking your Instagram and your website like for an hour this morning. And I got to say like your website is freaking amazing. Like it really tells you what you do and it's so like eye catching and yeah, I couldn't take my eyes off of it. And your Instagram is just so beautiful too. <laughs> Thank you. It's really hard this year to revamp everything. So that, that uh, is very nice to hear. <laughs> Yeah, so just a little backstory about me and you, like how we're meeting for the first time right now. But um, Brandon Wong, he's the owner of Photo Booth Supply Co. And you actually bought his photo booths. He sells photo booths to photographers. So kind of tell me like how you, and he told me like he referred me to you. So he told me you're like crushing it for so long and you help him out a lot too with the education side. So kind of tell me like a little bit how you got started. You don't have to tell me like, all of a sudden the photo booth, but even go like way, way back, how you way got back. started in like photography. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I'd always done photography, but like everyone, I was like, I want to be a photographer when I grew up. And of course I went and got a real job. Well, not, I shouldn't even say it's, God, I shouldn't say a real job. I went and got like quote unquote real job, what most yeah. people do is a real job. Anyways. Um, and so what I was it? To, oh God, I went to insurance. I actually was in insurance for 14 years. It taught me a lot. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, that's a whole story for another day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's boring. <laughs> it really is. Um, but while I was working for an insurance company, uh, you know, doing like business development and stuff, I actually was doing a uh, second shooting for a wedding. I was going to do wedding photography. You know, I loved styling weddings. I loved I loved everything about weddings. Uh, and so I worked with a lot of photographers and then I decided to go out on my own you know, the usual flow of how to get into photography. And yes. um, my first year, I guess, of like really doing stuff on my own, I was like, it's really hard to make a profit as 
a wedding photographer, like you yeah. need to charge a lot, right? Like <laughs> totally. Yeah, I totally agree. I don't understand how some people charge like five hundred dollars. I'm like, you're yeah. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, you're losing money. <laughs> you really are. So. I was a little lost and I was like, okay, I need to go hear the experts, you know, talk about this. So I went to WPPI and I want to say it was like, it was literally the most epic experience I've ever had in my entire life. It kind of went downhill. Like WPPI went a little bit downhill after that. I hope it comes back to that glory. Yeah. Have you been to WPPI? Yeah. So I went like three years um, in a row, my first, so back in the day, but um, I think it hadn't plateaued, but what year did you, were you talking about? So this would have been 2014. It was the okay. last year of the Silver Rush party uh-huh. for that, where you got to like dress up all fancy and go to the hotel and stuff. Oh, and, like, I missed that. That's oh awesome. yeah, that one. That was an amazing party. But so I went, and I was super broke, even though like I had been working full time. I was still like was not in a good financial position. I remember I shared a room with two friends at the Excalibur. Like the rooms are like thirty some dollars a night. <laughs> And it smells like Axe body spray. So, (laughs) but, you know, we went on free expo passes. So like, I didn't even get to like go to the the big classes, but back then they used to have like Richard's photo lab used to have really big names that would come and do like little talking points. And one of them was Jose Villa. And he actually did one on like how to find your ideal client. And I think there was another one with, um, Oh, shoot. His name is escaping me right now. But Elizabeth Messina, I want to say, was there too. Anyways, I got all this free education just from being on the floor, right? About like how to price myself, how to find ideas. Wonderful. Uh Um, And that's where I saw the photo booth. So on the trade show floor, I saw this photo booth and I actually never liked photo booths. If I saw them, I'd never go in them because I'm like, well, it's to me aesthetically, it was horrendous. Like big giant glasses and like you know wigs that I don't know where they've been. Like I didn't want to touch that. That's funny. Uh, I know it's terrible to say now, but that's also what led me to this, right? Because I was like, I could see I would want this photo booth at my wedding, right? Because it's super yes. modern. It's a studio quality print. Like that was the other thing. Most photo booths that you would see, it's like a webcam. The print's like all crooked. The lighting's terrible. And like, I'm like, I don't want that. This one. Totally. Yeah, it was a mobile studio. And I'm like, if there's people like me who are going to be this picky about a photo booth and be like, I would want this. That means like, if I want it, then somebody else is going to want it too. So it just clicked for me. Like, wow. I don't know what happened. I I bought the photo booth with my parents' emergency credit card. I was probably too old to have a parental emergency credit card at that point. (laughs) I love it. That was an emergency. You have to buy it. (laughs) It was, yeah. I had like 30 days to explain to them what that charge was. Little did I know they got messages about it. But anyway. Oh, that's funny. That's so funny. That's how it how it started out. Um, I was going to add it, you know, essentially to to my photography business. And it turned out that I never pursued the wedding photography side of things and just ended up just rolling with the photo booth because the profit margins were so much better, a lot less, you know, work. If I think if I would have had like a roster of like weddings, like that would have been crazy. This is why, like, I think every wedding photographer needs to have a photo booth. <laughs> Cause it's yeah, like, okay. 
I'm going to, I'm going to ask you, like, I don't really do this, but we're talking about like how you started and now, but just, we talked a little bit about before we started recording, but tell me like where you are now with your company, like your employees and how much you're making, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) You don't have to like disclose if you don't want to, but I just want to, I want the listener to kind of like know like the end game a little bit. Yeah, for sure. So my first year of business, which was six years ago, uh, my sorry, my first year and a half, because kind of the first three, four months didn't really count because I was just building it up. But that year we ended six figures and profit margins are like 70% at that point, especially if you're owner operator, right? Like you're one person to six years later, uh, we have three locations. So we're in Ottawa, Toronto and Calgary in Canada. Um, and we have like, I have two studios essentially. So I have like a warehouse where we do all of our testing, but it's all like pretty and stuff. And then we have our photography studio and 12 full-time staff. And before the pandemic hit, we were well on our way to hitting seven figures. But even during the pandemic, we managed to stay like pretty well. And our 2022 is like, we're going back to those seven figure targets. So damn girl, you're a badass boss, babe. (laughs) <laughs> I know we're talking about photo booth today, but how did you start that studio? What was like the vision? And is it for wedding photographers? They rent it out? Well, we actually needed um, more office space as our team grew. And mm. so originally the, the warehouse that I have downstairs was my vision studio. It has this beautiful glass garage door and it's all white and it's like, you know, open concept and stuff. But then with all the staff that we had coming in, Obviously, we're starting to get a little crowded and all the equipment. And so, like, I was already starting to think, you know, as we grow, we need more space. Um, My friend actually had this as her studio originally. And when the pandemic hit, she was like, I don't want to keep the studio, but I don't really want to just give it away. She's like, will you take it over? Wow. Which is probably not the smartest decision to do during a pandemic. But (laughs) thinking to the future, I'm like, yeah. You know, so um, I was very lucky in that, you know, I I was able to take it over uh, from her and it's enabled us to do a lot of styled shoots, but we do also rent it out. So there's a huge need for natural light studios here uh, in the west side of where I live. So it's done quite well. And and we rent it out to uh, local photographers, brand photographers, like really anyone who wants to come and shoot. So, yeah, it's been great. It's gorgeous. So you do you shoot weddings too, or you just mainly focus on the photo booth and the the, the studio? Yeah, I don't shoot any weddings anymore. <laughs> Not at all. Yeah, I'm uh, trying to get out. <laughs> yeah, we. I mean, I got out of it year, years and years ago. Pretty much after a year after I'd done the weddings, I had already committed to at that year. Um, I was done with wedding photography and just focused on photo booths. So we just only focus on our photo booth, and even the studio is kind of like again just a. Uh, a side thing, right? And uh-huh. because we don't, we're not usually here on the weekends. We're either at an event or, you know, the office staff is at home. So it's like, might as well, someone might as well use it. It's such a beautiful space. <laughs> yes, it's gorgeous. Okay. So I want to ask you some powerful questions. So let's start with what is your biggest accomplishment in business in the last six years? Ooh, um, in I mean, I think growing our team during the pandemic was pretty huge. <laughs> yeah, you and, you're amazing. How the hell did you do that? <laughs> um, as an events company, you know, at first it was pretty scary. We were, um, 
you know, coming into the pandemic, we had a healthy bank account, which really helped out. We had, like I mentioned before, you know, we were kind of in our explosion phase at that point after like years of hustling and, you know, anyone who owns their own business, you kind of go through a couple of years where you kind of don't make money because you're just putting it all back into the business. Just yeah, to, like, I hear you. Waiting, yeah, waiting, waiting for your big payday. And then the pandemic hit. <laughs> so we kind of had to like surf the wave for a little bit. And, you know, Brandon was actually a big influence in this because, you know, he really said, like, you can't really just stay where you are and go with the flow in these kinds of things. You really need to, like, have a goal and go for it regardless of what gets thrown at you. And that really resonated with me on all levels. So I just said, all right, well, we're going to do everything we can to make it through and then that's where we kind of pivoted. We went to virtual, we went to doing like um, virtual tours to help some of our partners out. We have, a 3D, that, yeah. we have like a 3D camera. And so we partnered with a lot of venues. We gave them free tours for like six months so that they could have their clients still see their venues and build those relationships with them, but also help them. And we did everything we could, you know, and we just, it worked. <laughs> so here we are. Wow. I know. I just had the, um, the the interview with Brandon and I was like, wow, if I had this conversation with him 10 years ago, my life would have been very different <laughs> in a good way. <laughs> yeah. He's really great when it comes to like big vision stuff. And yeah, definitely. Yeah. So what has been the biggest struggle of your business and how like, what is your woo factor? Like, I call it my woo factor. Like, what makes you stand out? I mean, I kind of know because I stalked your freaking website for an hour and Instagram, but in your words, like, how did, what was your biggest struggle? And then how do you stand out the most? Or why do you stand out? Yeah, uh, they both are kind of the same in the sense that, like, the biggest struggle is a lot of people don't take photo booths seriously. You know, they think of it as an afterthought. We are the last thing that's considered at a wedding. It's like, oh, if we have budget, we're going to do a photo booth. And people expect it to be cheap because they're still used to, you know, the, the cheaper looking photo booths. Um, so that was a struggle to get out of that mindset for people. And I think that is also what set us apart is that even from day one, when, you know, it was my husband and I hustling photo booths out of our front closet, we had the our website looked like we were a bigger company. We had like a business yeah. address. We had a 1-800 number, you know, uh -huh. we just, the we, we, we were a team of people that would do it. So kind of like a fake it till you make it. Totally. <laughs> and and <laughs> that's what I feel has really set us apart from everyone else because, you know, even in our first year, we landed some really big commercial clients just based on the fact that they were like, you guys are so professional we decided to go with you, even though you're three times, sometimes four times more expensive. How yeah. much do you guys charge for an event for what, um, like a our, wedding? Our average wedding right now is seventeen fifty for three hours. Okay, okay, yeah. So that's a little more than others, but your backdrops are like amazing and all the features no one else has. So yeah, well, and I mean, we we've poised ourselves in the industry too, like again with that professional side of things where like we show people the, the process that we go through, like we test extensively, we have in-house designers, we really try to get to like the end goal of our clients. Even if it's a wedding, it's like, 
you know, are you getting this wedding photo booth because you want to entertain your guests? Is it a wedding favor? Is it Uh something for you? Like, what is your, why do you want to have like a, a photo booth at your wedding? And, and then we try to really build around that. So we really want to integrate ourselves in every event that we do, whether it's a wedding or a giant corporate experiential marketing thing, you know, we want to work with our clients to make sure that they're really happy with it, right? Like we want them to be just as excited about their photo booth as we are. <laughs> yes, that's awesome. So I'm in like the stage of my career where I'm really into like creating teams and automation. But so I'm genuinely like curious, what are the roles of your team members, um, your employees? Yes, I love automation, by the way. One of my <laughs> I could tell. It's all about, yeah, how to automate your photo booth business. And that again, like, that's how we stayed. Well, one, I ran the business while still working full time for almost three and a half years before oh, I wow. hired my first person, uh, like first admin person. I had like event staff. But right now um, we have an events team, which is made up of four people, four full time people. Uh, one of them manages just our weddings. One of them manages just our corporate. We have an assistant. And then um, the other one is a, an outside salesperson. So they are in charge of, you know, the bigger clients, that kind of stuff. Um, I have an activations team, which is made up of uh, one person who manages just the equipment and making sure that uh, the event staff is like, you know, booked and trained and all that kind of stuff. And then I have a programmer and his job is solely to program photo booths. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, that was that was probably one of my favorite hires ever because that used to be me. <laughs> I hate that part too. <laughs> you know, like I I really loved it, but it takes so much time. Like whenever you get like a really out of the box idea, and we say yes to everything, literally, we'll figure it out. And oh, I nice. love that. You know, I love figuring stuff out. And then we have a bunch of like um, like not contract but part time staff that actually do our events for the most part. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much the structure. I think I got everyone. Oh, shoot. I forgot the design team. Yeah, full-time graphic designer. He also does a lot of um, of our 3D stuff because we do like Instagram filters as well as, a, as an addition. And then we have a motion graphics person slash video person. So he does a lot of our, we're heavy on video production for advertising and stuff. And so mm. this year I was able to hire someone to like do that full-time instead of, you know, me on my iPhone. <laughs> Wow, this is amazing. You run a full on legit business. I'm so yeah. happy and I don't even know you. <laughs> Thank you. You're so inspirational. Okay, one more question before we go into our hot topic. Yeah. It's a fun question, but what's the best part of your job or your career? It's being you. Yeah, I mean, I love it. I love all of it. Um, but Aww. I have to say, <laughs> I mean, obviously it has its downsides. There's some days where I'm just like banging my head against the wall going like, what's happening? But it's more like day-to-day <laughs> stress. So I still wake up every morning, super excited to go to work. Aww. <laughs> but I love I, that. I, I think um, the challenges that we get presented with nowadays from our clients, like we've managed to really build that trust even with like our wedding planners like we work pretty exclusively with wedding planners uh-huh. and nowadays they literally will just be like all right girl this is our decor this is like what they want to do here's their budget like you tell me what do you think like would be best for them you know like so there's a lot of there's a lot of creativity that's given back to us so it's not you know yeah 
through the trust. Yeah, which is really nice. I, I love the creative direction side of things and just being able to like come out with new visions and, you know, the stylist side of me, which is something else I also did for a little bit, uh-huh. um, enjoys creating that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, you're definitely creative. Yeah. <laughs> cool. I love it. Okay, so what is our hot topic today? The hot topic. Um, well, let's talk about why every wedding photographer needs to have a photo booth because I want to go back to that comment. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. Okay, so one of the, the again, I told you like I was doing wedding photography and all that, and although photo booths did take over, you know, it, I, I remember thinking back then like if I had a full season of weddings, and then I bought a photo booth, like that's like an extra anywhere from like seven hundred to fifteen hundred dollars I could have been making on those weddings, right? And if you're not bringing the photo booth as a wedding photographer, then somebody else is. Like uh-huh. I know the wedding photographers in this city and we generally end up working with the same ones over and over again. And I'm just like, if I was you, I would just I would buy one. <laughs> totally. You know what I mean? Like there's always going to be a niche market for people who want like a dedicated photo booth company and, and all that kind of stuff. But like, at the same time, there's so many people who just want the simplicity of not having to have multiple vendors, right? And like, it just, it goes hand in hand. You're a wedding photographer, you can just like buy a, a salsa booth, which is one of Brandon's photo booths. And, you know, it's really easy to set up. Like we generally just drop them off at that one. We drop off at weddings and then we come wow. back in six hours later, right? So like those ones are, are easy and you can just upgrade your packages by a good chunk of money. And a lot of that is going to be like, I'm not saying it's like that easy that it'd take you like three seconds to do, but yeah, <laughs> an hour total to set everything up, including like correspondence back and forth, that kind of stuff. And then you set up the photo booth, let them run with that. You're off doing photography, you know, and, and it's also a really um, great way to attract new clients as well. So yeah, with the email list, we were talking about that on Brandon's episode. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, that like blew my mind. I actually bought a photo booth from him a long time ago, um, and I booked out um, photo booth or I sold the photo booth path- package before I even got my <laughs> my photo booth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, and you're but you are you do wedding photography, right? Yeah, but now I'm more like a wedding photography coach. So I was kind of thinking about you last night in my dreams, not to be creepy, but just kind of like asking you questions after even this. Um, in, this episode about like how I could start photo booth. (laughs) Of course. It's funny because like almost every, uh, so I've done like two other podcasts with people and they've both bought photo booths right after. That's so crazy. Happy to chat with you. (laughs) Yeah. Cause me and Brandon were talking a lot about the liability of wedding photographers having associates and I trust my people like they're my best friends and I love them and they're talented, but you know, it is a lot of pressure. That's just the photographer, but photo booth is not as nearly as much pressure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it definitely, it just depends on like how you structure your company, right? Like if you really wanted to be super hands-off, like I know some photo booth companies that they have multiple photo booths and they literally don't send people out to any of them. They just 
on a Friday night, they'll go, they'll drop them off and then they come back at midnight and then they pick them all up or they come back the next day. And like, oh, that's, that's their, so interesting, right? That's their weekend. And I mean, like, how easy is it to hire someone to just drive and drop off and drive and pick up? Oh my <laughs> God. That's so interesting. Wow. What a, I love that. Okay. So I think our, that was like, you know, why the, we should get by a photo booth bar. Our hot topic is the secret sauce to standing out in a saturated market. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so you're going to give us some tips for that. So what is your tip number one? Shout out to our sponsors. Photo Booth Supply Co. helps entrepreneurs start and scale their businesses by creating meaningful experiences with a photo booth. Living in a digital age, anywhere people gather is an opportunity for an experience. And what better way to capture those memories than with a photo booth? There has never been an easier way for photographers to scale their businesses, increase their marketing efforts, and maintain cash flow during off-season than with a photo booth like the Sasso booth. Increase revenue $600 to $800 per event by adding a photo booth to your services so you can make more and work less. If you don't provide a photo booth, someone else will. So stop leaving money on the table and get yourself a Sasso booth today. Okay, so tip number one is to niche. Okay, I'm going to write this down. Yeah. Okay, tell me more. Tell me more. A lot of people are like, they get a photo booth and they're like, it does everything, you know? Mm -hmm. It's like like saying, you know, you're a photographer and you shoot everything. It's not going to be easy for people to be like, oh, you know, that person is that photographer. Like, you need to go to that person if you want your wedding photography because they're the go-to person. So... You know, with any business, you want to pick your niche. And I always tell people, like, figure out what part of the photo booth you love doing. Like, if you love black and white, then be the black and white photo booth. It doesn't mean that you're never going to do a color photo booth. But because people will still ask you for things just because you're a photo booth company. They'll ask you, like, oh, could you do this? So you don't need to advertise it. But you need to figure out what it is that you want to do and that you need to advertise really, really hard, right? Yeah, either be the black and white company or be the glam company, you know, like the one that does only glam booths and or be like the green screen expert, you know, and that was- So what is, what is your niche, Catalina? So ours was all about being the styled photo booth. Because, oh, Yeah, nobody- for weddings at least, nobody did styled photo booths. So we really talked about A, the quality of our booth being studio quality, and then it evolved into the styling because then we added like boomerang booths and iPad booths and like all the, I have a lot of booths now, but it's all about styling it to blend in with that event. So we'll never be the eyesore in the room. Yeah, I know. They're gorgeous. I was like, is this a styled shoot or a photo booth? But I guess it's both. that's why you can charge 1700 yeah i have a lot of backdrops let me tell you (laughs) i have a problem where do you get those backdrops the the pink one photo booth supply co oh okay (laughs) i actually helped them design a couple of them my favorite color is black so i'll let you guess which one i designed on oh (laughs) and your black shirt with your black i know i'm all black (laughs) i don't wear black at all that's so funny okay (laughs) what is your uh, tip number two. Tip number two is probably going to be fake it till you make it. Love it. <laughs> Explain. You're a little Brandon Wong Jr., but he said the same thing. <laughs> really? I should have listened to his podcast. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I mean, just portray what you want, 
right? Like yes. who is your ideal client? Uh-huh. Like really think in their shoes and then your website, your social, everything should be speaking to that. Whether you like, and if you operate out of your house, this might be an unpopular opinion. Um, I am pretty against that whole like super authentic movement when it comes to business in, in a lot of ways. Like when I was starting out, I, I wouldn't overly post about you know, setting up the photo booth in my house or anything like that. And like, you know, to me, if I'm, if I'm looking to hire someone that's a photo booth and, and I'm trying to get like big corporate clients and really like big high end clients, uh-huh. I don't want someone doing that out of their house, you know, yeah, uh-huh. it doesn't mean you don't have, like, you can't share anything. It's just, you just don't talk about necessarily that kind of stuff, you know? And it wasn't really until like, if I did post something, it was like in my basement, my basement looked more like a, like an office. Uh And I posted a lot about being in like venues and all that, but I kind of always made it look like we were bigger than we were. So that's take it till you make it. (laughs) I love it. I know. I just, we, I've did that with, you know, my photography business. You just kind of you see that big vision and you're like, hey, I'm doing all these shoots, but you're really doing styled shoots. And then people think you're like shooting the most amazing weddings, but maybe you're not yet. <laughs> but I feel like you always had this like professionalism in, in your heart. Like, does that come from insurance side or like, does it come from corporate? How did you, how did you have like that not mom and pa shop mentality of like, oh, come to my home, guys. Like, you know, let me get you some tea, like, but more like professional and, you know, we're professional so we could charge more. So how did you, how did you become like that? Like, was it a book or a mentor? Um, I mean, I think it was a, a combination of a lot of stuff. So I, I, my years in the corporate world, I worked in uh, business development for one of the largest insurance companies and also, um, mm-hmm one of the largest insurance brokers. So my background was very much in quote unquote sales. Okay. But the funny thing was that I hated sales. I hated that forced sale. So like when I got introduced, I guess, to like integrity selling, that has a bit more to do with like the professionalism of stuff. Uh You know, for that, it was like uh, not so much focusing on like, me, but focusing on the clients was one of the big things that really helped me. Um, but then also really understanding how bigger corporate clients work obviously helped us from the corporate side of things, you know, like, yeah, you're not going to get paid the same day. You're probably going to have to wait three months to get paid. Mm, uh-huh. But th- that background definitely helped me. Um, I was always obsessed with like marketing and, and business and like, you know, any coach out there that you can imagine, I've taken their course, like even for oh. like wedding side of things. Like I, I went to, I don't know if do you follow Joy Thigpen at all? Ah, uh, yeah. So I went to like her workshops. I went to Jose's workshops. Uh-huh. I went to all the workshops I possibly could go to and, and just like any type of business books, like Gary Vaynerchuk's stuff. Yeah books were a big one for me. I didn't even know who he really was. I just knew I liked his books and then Oh, interesting. Before he got big. Yeah. Cool. So combination. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I am I mean curiosity. Um I'm a lifetime learner. I'm still going to workshops and yeah, you same. know doing the coaching and I'm a coach and but still like continue to learn, learn, learn. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Learning so much from you. Okay. So what's our tip number three for a secret sauce is standing out in the saturated market? Oh my goodness. Tip number three is to definitely know your target client. I think I kind of touched on this a little bit in the last yes. Okay. But, uh, another mistake I see is people are like, I'm going to service everyone, <laughs> you know? Yes. That doesn't work. You, you can't focus on everyone at the same time. If you're going for higher end clients then your target should be wedding planners exclusively, you know, I'm not saying turn away business. That's not from a wedding planner, but your voice should be talking to wedding planners because they're the ones that have repeat business. They're the ones that have clients that can pay that kind of money, you know? If you're looking for corporate, you should be speaking as if, you know, you're talking to a corporate person, like what are their pain points? What are their like, what, what are you doing to help them? But if you don't know who your target client is, your message is just going to get lost and like pictures and social media can only do so much. And for us, what really like we, you know, we were doing good and then really like spiked us was doing that was really focusing in on our voice and like who we were talking to and, and putting all of our effort into those people. So figure out who that person is and only talk to them. <laughs> so our target really is wedding planners. We, um, we actually just recently split our Instagram account so that we have one that's only for weddings and then one that's for like corporate slash private because they're two totally different voices. Yeah. Uh -huh. And our wedding Instagram account, you know, talks predominantly to wedding planners Knowing also, though, that these couples are going to be looking at this as well. But at the end of the day, we want them to go to their planner and be like, I want a photo booth. I want modern photo booths, first of all. But at minimum, I want a photo booth. And then our planners, the, we've gotten in with them to the point where like they will not refer anyone else. It's like if you want a photo booth at your wedding and you want me to book it for you, you are going with this company. Oh, I love it. Right. Because wedding is really hard to get repeat business. So planners are your best friends. <laughs> yes. For me, um, I mean, I'm a coach. So planners are your best friends and also venues are your best friends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Venues are a bit different here in Canada. I know a lot of photo booth owners like around the world that I talk to and they, you, yeah, in the US, you guys have a lot of really great partnerships with venues that will actually refer out clients to, which is really great. But here, yeah, here it's not something that has overly worked. It's worked in a couple of instances, but not like blanketed. Yeah, that's so cool. I mean, I'm learning so much from from you. Okay, so I'm going to just recap a little bit. So number one is to niche down. So you could be like the black and white like photo booth or you could be, um, you do like the styled photo booth. Um, so really like hone in on your features and hone in on um, why your photo booth stands out. Mm -hmm. I would call that my woo factor niche. Um, and number two is fake it till you make it. So you kind of act like bigger than you already are, but this is kind of a technique you're going to use for a lifetime. You're always going to be growing and you're always going to be like looking at that next big vision. So just acting as if. Um, I love that. And number three is about your ideal client. So I think how you speak, um, your marketing messages, um, for you, you guys are really all about like connecting with wedding planners. So, you know, all your marketing and copy like really target the the wedding planners because those are the people that are going to refer you most. Um, any last tips before we go into our rapid fire questions? 
Um, yeah, one last one, which is just like give exceptional service. Even if you can't give them the answer they need right away, just let them know that you've gotten their email. Like they will appreciate that so much. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exceptional service. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like to leave people hanging too. It's just like, I'm here, I'm here. Like, I'll help you. Yeah. <laughs> I'll see emails come in at like 11 o'clock at night. I'm like, this is not professional to answer at 11 o'clock at night. Yeah. <laughs> you schedule it for 7 a.m. the next morning. Totally. <laughs> we got to have boundaries too mm -hmm. with exceptional service. Okay, yeah. cool. Those are all great tips. Um, thank you, Catalina. Okay, we're going to go into the fun rapid fire questions. So first one is, what is your biggest tip for self-care and self-love? Oh boy. Um, mine is Hallmark movies. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm obsessed with them, especially like if I'm having a really hard day or something like there's just nothing better than turning on something so unrealistically perfect. <laughs> uh, you know? Yes. What's your yeah. favorite one? I'm curious because I don't have it. I don't have Hallmark channel. So, well, we actually don't here in Canada either. So I only get like bits and pieces of it. Um, if anyone ever wants to get me a gift, you know, you're in the U.S., feel free to <laughs> send me a subscription to the Hallmark because I can't even send <laughs> here in Canada. <laughs> uh, my favorite one ever. I do. Oh, God, I don't know that I have a favorite one ever. There's a lot that I that I enjoy, but I think if it like uh, outside of like Hallmark movies, it just kind of goes into like those really sappy romantic comedy movies like you know probably la la land i think was yeah 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 i love the you're a hopeless romantic and yeah, i think sometimes yeah. you just need to cry it out <laughs> yeah i just you'll feel a bit much better after like ah, <laughs> i'm so emo today <laughs> yeah okay um next question i'm a coach so if you had a magic wand where would you see your business in three months in three months. I know um, that's a little bit of time, but six months is a little bit too long for me. In three months, I would love us to be back to like just doing quote unquote normal events because here in Canada, we still have restrictions on everything. We're, you know, still navigating a lot of not only restrictions, but new way of doing things and like all these things we have to do to be COVID safe. And like, it's a lot of regulations that you need to keep track of. So it's like, I kind of miss the days of just showing up, having a good time, <laughs> being able to talk close to people. So yeah. that's where I'd like to be back to not having to question, are these people going to book or are they going to, are they waiting? Yeah. They don't know what's happening. Are we going to get locked down again? Yeah. That's unfortunately that. out of your control, but <laughs> Uh, no. That would be my magic wand too. <laughs> yeah. What do you like to do for fun? And what is something that we don't know about you that's kind of cool? <laughs> what do I like to do for fun? Um, I used to love to travel. <laughs> yes. It's uh, something I really, really enjoyed doing. Um, but like at home, I'm really like, I love playing with my daughter. <laughs> She's really oh, fun. <laughs> how old is she? She's three. So like oh. she's at that age where like everything is like really cool and like, you know, I get yeah. to play in boxes and stuff. So. Yeah. I have a one and four year old daughter. Oh, 
wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're just at that age where it's like magical, right? Like everyone's yeah. like, it's just so nice to see them play. So that's um, probably my favorite thing right now. <laughs> yeah. That's the best. That's really the best. And it's something um, we don't know about you. Something. Let's see here. Um, well, I mean, there's probably a lot, <laughs> but um, I'm, I'm kind of an introvert now a little bit. Uh-huh. <laughs> which is kind of interesting when you run an events business, but like as years have gone on, I've kind of like, I enjoy my alone time now, which is, uh, yeah, it's interesting. I feel like nowadays I, I kind of need to be alone a little bit more to recharge, but I never used to really be, I used to be that person that was like always out and about. I mean, I'm, I like, think after a kid and after pandemic, like, you know, you get yeah. more introverted naturally. I'm definitely <laughs> more introverted with two kids. Like I need to, just go home and do nothing. Exactly. <laughs> cool, cool. And where can we find you? Oh, boy. Um, well, Instagram, probably the place I'm most active on, which is at MDRN Photobooth Company. Uh, or sorry, at MDRN Photobooth Co. is our handle there. And then yes. our website, www.mdrnphotoboothcompany.com. And if you are a photo booth owner or you're looking to get into photo booths, uh, check out the Photo Booth Supply Co. YouTube channel because you will find me dropping a lot of education in there, tons of videos. I love creating content for helping other photo booth owners, you know, be successful in their business and try to not make the same mistakes I made. So <laughs> oh, I love it. And you rock that like tight ponytail with the glasses look. <laughs> <laughs> this is literally the I woke up too late. <laughs> You look amazing. Thank you for this conversation and stay on the line. But thank you so much, Catalina. You're the best. Thanks for joining me this week on Get a Heck Yes with Carissa Wu. Make sure to follow, subscribe, leave a review, or tell a friend about the show. Take a screenshot and post to IG. Tag me. Also, don't forget to download my free guide on how to become a lead generating machine. See you next time, Wedding Pros.